hello there, and welcome back to the Nerd Podcast. That's never-ending retro dialogue. I'm Jordan. I'm Doug. We are returning after a brief hiatus. Yes. And we are here to talk about the end of the month of September. Yeah, quite a bit going on in September. Yeah. And maybe a little bit of August if there's anything important that happened in August. Yeah, we sure can. But sure can. Um, it's been a little while since we've recorded, uh, but uh, we're back in the saddle, as they say. There we go. So I'm going to give it a go. Going to give it a, a shot here. Yeah. Um, how you doing? I'm doing all right. I am, as we're shooting this, I am still on vacation. Oh my gosh, really? So, yeah. So it uh, it has been a lovely vacation. Uh, not doing a whole lot. Um, we did do the toy show, which yeah. we'll talk about in detail here coming up. Uh, and yeah, and then it's just been, you know, just I've done, you know, a few little things. Reorganized some comics and got them into my my database. Mm, yes, um, fun stuff. So yeah, how the about organization. You? Um, I had to. We moved recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, still in town, but we moved. So I had to go switch the mailing uh, addresses, which actually wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. You just fill out a form. Yeah, it was kind of funny because I went in and I said, "Do you do this online?" And they're like, "Well, yeah, but they charge you a dollar." I just thought that's so weird that they would charge you a dollar online, but not in person. Really? Yeah, in, and obviously a dollar is not no, make or it's, break, but it's, it's just just interesting to me that there would be a charge for one and not the other. That is wild. So. It's got to be with it has to do with internet fees or something. I guess right? I don't know processing. That's weird. Huh. I don't know. But so he said in two, it could take up to two weeks though. Yeah. For the to switch so. Yeah, so you had to do the whole forwarding address thing yeah. and 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 whatnot. So yeah. Well, yippee. Yeah. yeah. There's been a lot of... Moving is... There's a lot of things you don't think about when you're moving. No. No, you are correct. And, until you're in the middle of doing it. Right, yeah. <laughs> Which I would like to publicly thank you because you did help us move. Oh, well, you're more than welcome. Yeah. You came through when nobody else was there. You were like a dark knight. Oh, man. I was shining bright. Yeah. I was a beacon in the sky. Yeah. Okay. You were the hero that we needed and deserved well, well i don't know if we deserved it but we needed it <laughs> so happy to help as always for anyone who doesn't know um because i'm sure we're going to end up hearing her um like we do gus yeah uh we do have a new uh a new feline that runs around the house uh her name is artichoke and she likes to follow me all over the place and uh run roughshod with with asparagus so <laughs> so We'll see if she ends up making her way up here. I know I heard her uh, meowing yeah, or just a little bit ago. So. You can hear her all the way up here. Yeah, it's it's quite fun. But she's <laughs> she's a hoot, so so she'd be one of the new things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's see. So the August, I can't. I really can't. I well, yeah, we, had I can, yeah, we had the mini con. We had the mini con. We had the mini con, and um, and that was fun as always. Uh, the great thing about this year's Minicon, um, at least for me, um, we had a, a young person tabled right next to us. Um, they had recently started um, creating their own stickers on what what's that uh, that machine called? I don't know what that's called. Cricket? Is it oh, a cricket? cricket? I don't, well, and maybe they didn't use a cricket. I don't know. But is that one of the things yeah, that people you can, can use? Yeah, I think you can make stickers with a cricket. So, anywho... Um, it was their first ever show, and they had some, they had some uh, original art on prints and stickers, and then they had some fan art 
Um, and so they were a little a little nervous, right. but they ended up having a great show and um, sold much more than what they thought they were going to. And it really, at the end, they were just really excited and, and said that they had started thinking of new ideas for stickers and, and prints and stuff. And so it really... I think it was a really nice boost for them yeah. to 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 kind of validate that, you know, the talent that they have. Because sure. I ended up buying one of their stickers. It was a <laughs> it was a pigeon holding a knife in its beak. Oh, my God. <laughs> and you remember um, Animaniacs, right? Oh, yeah. So, um, or no, it, was it on Tiny Toons, the three pigeons? That's Animaniacs. That was Animaniacs, yeah. So it... Just the picture of it reminded me of the three pigeons on Animaniacs, you know, because they That's were kind of like the gangster pigeons. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so I, it was it was a good show. Um, had uh, yeah, it was it was a really good showing. So enjoyed yeah, it you, very much. I hear you had a good turnout for yourself. Yes. Sold yes. some, moved some product, as moved, they say. Moved, moved plenty of product. <laughs> uh, sold quite a few comics. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was. It was nice, you know, got to talk to, look, one of my favorite things for any of the shows, and I think you and I have agree on this and we because we've talked about this a bunch, is, is getting to talk to the people who oh, stop yeah. at the table and who share in, in your nerddom. Um, so there was actually quite a few people that, you know, I was kind of talking to them about uh, some comic series and, and whatnot. So it, it was fun. Um, just like the toy show was, yeah. which which we had just this past Sunday. Yeah, it was in Marysville. Um, it's not the first one they've ever done, but it was the first time they were in this building on the fairgrounds. I will say about the toy show, that's not as quick of a turnaround as it was for you last year because Minicon and Toy Show were the same. Oh, weekend. yeah, but it was it was pretty much back to back. It was yeah, just a month away. Yeah, so yeah, I I didn't I chose not to do the Columbus Toy Show this year. Um, just because it was that, it was, again, it was the day after Minicon, um, which means that we had to, we were going to have to load that night. And that's just, yeah. the drive to Columbus with all of my product, um, it's just getting to the point where I have to rent a van. Right. Well, and you know, I do like to think that we're hard traveling heroes, mm -hmm. but there's a point. Yeah. There's a point where you just, too, it's too much hard traveling. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, I'm, I'm not... Um, I'm not in a position yet where this is like a second form of income right. for me. I do the toy shows. Um, I mean, yes, obviously I, I do make money at them, but most of that money goes and buys more product. Right. And then I usually treat myself yeah. <laughs> to, to a couple of things. Yeah. So, which um, honestly, if you ever go to a toy show, <clears throat> if you've never been to one, um, it's impossible not to buy something. Correct. Because there's just so much... Uh, so much there. It's eclectic. It's it's hectic. Hectic, eclectic. Hectic. Ooh. Ooh. There's a song. Yeah. Have a banger synth line <laughs> on it. Yeah. Hectic, eclectic. Yeah. Um, yeah, and this one was... So this one was interesting, though, right? Um, so Jordan helped me, and thank you. I'm going oh, yeah. to publicly thank you <laughs> for... Uh, Sharon helped me load the night before, and, um, and there again, that's one of those little things I just... Because I'm not a a weekend warrior uh, show person, you know, a lot of people like set up their tables and then they cover them with 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 tarps, tarps and stuff. Yeah. 
I'm assuming it's so people can't see what they have and what they're selling it for. Yeah. Um, maybe it's to deter people from just grabbing stuff. I would imagine that's part of it too. Um, me, I could care less. Um, you know, I, I try to do pricing based on internet trends that I find. Um, but I also, if I got something cheaper, I'm not going to, you know, price it for the highest price that you can find online because that just seems a little ridiculous to me um i try to find a nice happy medium um so yeah so it that still boggles my mind um but yeah the toy show was a much better turnout than i was expecting and just for context it was in a beef barn it was in a beef barn on the fairgrounds um which was hilarious (laughs) yeah i didn't think that there was going to be much i don't know maybe i was just being cynical but i was like well First of all, I didn't see any advertisement. I know you said you did, but I didn't see any it was, advertisement. But it wasn't until the very end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I had several um, attendees say that they didn't see um, anything on it until like the day or two yeah. before. And one of them said that if they hadn't have driven past um, the entrance like two days before, they wouldn't have seen <laughs> the sign saying, you know, toy show. So, yeah, I definitely think... Um, better advertisement but i mean we still had what was it it was 500 plus people yeah it was very i mean it was steady all day yeah which is really all you can ask for you can't you don't want to like you can't expect it to be like oh my god they're lining out the door the beef barn is full yeah but at at some points i mean it was yeah it was where they had the line there and every aisle for the beef barn was was pretty full yeah um so it was interesting and I know we talked about this. Um, I found it, it's always intriguing to me how different shows have that different pocket of items that are popular. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, you know, we've done, what was it? The last toy show we did in March, um, what was the popular thing? It's like every every table had, oh gosh, what was it? It wasn't Star Wars, was it? Because that was, I know that was one year we, we saw. One year, I think that was two years okay. ago where everything was Star Wars. Everything. I'm trying to remember what it was in March. have to go listen to our old yeah. uh, uh, end in review, uh, month in review. But anywho, uh, the name of the game at the Marysville <laughs> Toy Show was Hot Wheels. Yep. It, it was absolutely, I'm not going to say mind-boggling. <laughs> But it, I, I just, I could not believe how many tables of Hot Wheels there were. Yeah, it was pretty, there were a lot of Hot Wheels. I mean, you couldn't turn around without seeing Hot Wheels. Yeah, but but the demand for them was great. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, everyone was gravitating towards those Hot Wheel um, tables. So that's pretty wild. So it was interesting to see that the people that stopped at Hot Wheel tables, they would walk by our table and just kind of go, Oh, hey, how's it going? And then they just kept yeah. going, which is fine because we obviously don't have what they are looking for. And then the people that were interested in our table, <laughs> they would they would kind of look at the Hot Wheel tables and then they would just keep going. Yeah. Um. So it was it was interesting. Um. But I mean, we've got to talk about the most interesting thing at the toy show, right? Yeah. The the guy. <laughs> yeah. I won't say his name, but uh, we had a patron that was tabled near us. And uh, they were selling Wheaties boxes. Yep. <laughs> Just and they sold. And and he <laughs> they sold. Oh my gosh! I 
when they were first building their table, they were putting out Hot Wheels and cars and stuff. I'm like, yeah, okay, sports cards. I'm like, all right. And then I kind of stopped paying attention. (laughs) And then I looked over and I went, does... Do they have weedy boxes? <laughs> it was an empire of weedies. I mean, they had like a dozen or more on the tables that were priced higher, yep. and then had tubs of them under the table for five yeah. bucks each, and they were just commemorative, commemorative weedies. weedies. Boxes. I just I didn't I, know there was a market for that. I did not either. And if that's what you collect to each of their own, obviously, I mean, they're special because they have either an athlete on it or it's Olympic or so. I mean, that's. The crowd, yeah, but boy, that's that is a specific right. kind of customer you're looking that's for. Niche, that is. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm a pretty niche guy, but that's. I guess I don't know. You got to know your audience, and I guess he knew his. So well, I mean, obviously, I mean, he sold some. I mean, he. I think just in his weedy boxes alone, he covered his yeah. tabling <laughs> fee, which just blows my mind. But. um so yeah, so I, but I think it was a successful show, and I I plan on doing it uh, next year. They're going to have one in the spring. Yeah. Um, if anything, um, even though I may not be hitting that sweet sweet spot for for my audience or the the buyers, I did well enough there that it makes up for not having to rent a van. Yeah. You know, we we were able to take everything over in two vehicles and load it up. And then we tear it down and load the two vehicles back up. Yeah. Didn't have to rent anything. Didn't have to, you know, be right. out until late at night, you yeah. know, driving home from Columbus. So, yeah, it was... Yeah, it's definitely nice to have home field advantage. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I'm i just still kind of surprised that there was even a toy show at all in Marysville. You know, right. I just... Yeah, it. I was I was impressed. Um, I think the, the organizers did a very good job of i mean obviously again this wasn't their first one and they they obviously the people go to their running this they've been going to shows for quite a while i'm i'm sure uh, tabling and stuff because they were also vendors so it um yeah they they had it it was put together pretty well i'll have to admit yeah it was it was cool and my favorite thing about going to toy shows or any shows in general is just meeting the people there yeah because they really bring out should we talk about courtney a little bit yeah, well, uh, there's also the guy with the Fritz the Night Owl shirt. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna talk about him. Yeah, they bring out the people that are really in your in in your Venn diagram. I yeah. would say the middle Absolutely. of your Venn diagram. Um, so the first guy that I stopped was um a guy. Well, he wasn't the first guy I stopped. I stopped everybody that had a cool T-shirt. Yes, but he had a Fritz the Night Owl T-shirt. Yeah, and I had never seen that in in the wild before. No, uh, uh-uh. uh, um. I just ordered one though because of that guy. Nice, yeah. It was an it was a glorious shirt, and talking to him and his wife about their experiences, yeah, and then just their collections too. It it was wild, and and hearing that his son's a big collector, yeah. And, I mean, and like, he wouldn't even open the boxes. Yeah. And... So it, it it was really cool. That's and that is what's fun about the toy shows. We met those two older ladies. Yeah, they were like uh, really hip. Oh my gosh! It, this one was talking to us about movies and. And uh, like current movies, like yeah, Prey. Yeah, yeah. Talk about Prey and '65, and and just you know what makes a movie good and enjoyable, and and they they were both. It was really interesting, though. Um, both of them had similar stories where they had 
comics when they were kids. Yeah. And their parents made them get rid of them. Yeah. Um, which, oh my gosh, just, I can't even imagine. Uh, my dad fed my yeah. neuroses. Um, but yeah, so it was, so we talked about that for a little bit. And then, it, yeah, it was just neat. And then there was uh, Courtney, Our who friend, we met right at yeah. the end. She was very, um, her Venn diagram was probably the biggest one. Oh my gosh. <laughs> there. She should have just said, I do everything. Yeah, she said she would... She started talking about what she was into, and then she just listed pretty much everything that you could imagine. Oh, it was great. That you would like at a toy show anyway, like, yeah. you know, if you're a nerd. And we were just like, wow. And then we were trying to figure out, you know, like, what generation do you belong to? Because she was just all over the place. And, yeah. like, and I know I am too, but, like, not... I don't know, like... She was, like, crash course into 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 what she was into. And yeah. it was, like, everything cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, interesting. And the fact that uh, the fact when she started talking about her love for Ninja Turtles, yeah. and she goes, "And I don't like the new stuff. It's got to, it's got to be the classic." Yeah. I'm like, "Oh yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah." She was cool. Loved horror stuff. Yeah. Um, which obviously uh, uh, made me happy. I love the horror stuff too. But yeah, so she was great. Um, and obviously, she is a regular at shows because so many people stopped and yeah. <laughs> stopped her, and they were talking yeah. to her. So, but it's great to see that. That's what's great about those shows, yeah. especially the smaller shows. You, it's hard to get that at like Columbus, and I love the Columbus Toy Show, but it is so huge. Yeah, um, that unless you go to the smaller shows where you can actually have time to talk right. to the vendors, you don't it, make as much of a connection. Correct. Um, so yeah, so it was pretty neat. Um, you know, I got asked several times, just like I do at Minicon. You know, where's my store at? And I'm like, yeah, don't have uh-huh. one. Yeah, I this this is just kind of what I do. Um, I think I told you I had one vendor. Just couldn't believe I only do this like yeah. three times a year, and it's like I I work retail, man. <laughs> I'd love to do shows shows more often, but yeah, but no. So it's a blast. That's that's why I enjoy doing them meet new people yeah um i mean i sold all those die cast cars yeah to um, one guy yeah to the right one, yeah. oh there was three different guys um because remember the one dude he just wanted something new to put on his desk and so he bought one yeah, of those yeah, indie yeah, cars right. <laughs> so yeah there was a it was interesting uh, i was that made me happy to see that in marysville yeah it was really cool and and I think a lot of those people probably weren't from Marysville. No, no. But yeah. that that's cool that they came out. Yeah. Um it was a really cool show and uh and I and you know what? I st- I I talked about this almost exactly 1 year ago on the podcast. Uh-huh. I started my metal lunchbox collection. There. <laughs> that's right. Yes. It was it was one of our very first podcasts we ever recorded. I said I'm going to buy a metal lunchbox and true to my form I never did. Uh, but then I was walking around, and um, there was uh, a lot of stuff at the toy show. It was, was kind of overwhelming. But what stuck out to me was this guy had metal lunchboxes. And the first one that he had out there was Forbidden Planet. Yep. Which <laughs> I'm like, what? So if you're not familiar, Forbidden Planet is an old 50s sci-fi movie uh, with Leslie Nielsen in it before he became a comedy actor. Yeah. Um, and... It's it's actually really good. I like. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's it's a it's fantastic. It's, it's a got classic. a very iconic robot in it. I yep. forget the robot. Is this Robbie the robot? Is that or is that Lost in Space? That's Lost in Space. Okay. Yeah. 
I can't remember the name of this robot, but it's very iconic. If you saw it, you'd probably be like, oh, I didn't know that was from a movie. But, and being the obscure sort of niche person that I am, I was like, well, okay, let's... Gotta have it. Let's put my money where my mouth is. <laughs> and I, I was prepared to pay money, you know, like, because there was one that had a sticker that said $25. I was prepared to pay that. And uh, he goes... No, it's ten dollars, and I was like, "Bro, say no more." No, you didn't say that. That's awesome. Oh my god! Oh gosh. yeah, it was only ten dollars. Beautiful. So it was really awesome, and it has it has kickstarted my collection. Uh, I found a website that just sells metal launch boxes. They have like they live and the thing, mm-hmm. and um, and then I found another website that does Entertainment Earth, which is. Have you ever been to Entertainment Earth? No. Oh, bro, I'm sorry. It's dangerous. It is Robbie the robot. Okay, it is Robbie. Yep. Um, that just feels like Lost in Space to me for some reason. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So it's it's a uh, it's Entertainment Earth has a bunch of cool nerd stuff. You have to check it out sometime. That's where I pre-ordered that Toonie Terrace Fanguli, I think. Oh, nice. Um, or it was Big Bad Toy Store. I can't remember which one. But Entertainment Earth has all these metal lunchboxes, including the Transformers one that I sent you. And the main thing, and the, I want to say the Ghost Rider, but that might have been on Amazon. And then Amazon has a bunch, too. I was going to say, Ghost, I, I looked on Amazon. They have the Transformer one, too. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I thought that's where it came from, so yeah. I looked on Amazon. I I may have thrown you under the bus and told Sharon it's your fault if I order one. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. She she would have, she would she knows I'm a bad influence in like metal lunchboxes. She would have been like, she would have figured that one out. She was like, where did this come from? Yeah. Right. Who could have influenced Doug this way? But I do. I do Ghost Rider, or do I do Transformers? I don't know. That's really tough. That I mean, for you, that's that's almost an impossible choice. Yeah, yeah. I think the the Ghost Rider. I mean, the Transformers looked a little cooler because it's specifically the movie. Yeah. Oh, and it's got the movie. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The the Transformer one was pretty awesome. Yeah. Yes. But uh, agreed. I don't know, man. Maybe. Well, you know what? You got a birthday and Christmas coming up. There you so go. Be good. Be good. <laughs> Well, yeah, so you got that. What did I get at the toy show? I don't remember. You got, I got I got a Moon Knight. Moon Knight yeah. That's right. I got a Moon Knight. It was one that I hadn't had. Oh, I got that little mini Transformer yeah, that's there. Right. Um, I've started that habit where <laughs> when I go places, I, I find mini Transformers because I've got a nice little space under the yeah, TV where they can that's go. That's perfect. Right? I thought so. Um, I'm going to have to put uh, Bumblebee down there now. Yeah. Um, He's so small. But... Um, Oh, I got the the uh, Pac-Man game for the Game Boy Advance. I got that yeah, too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, one guy was selling. Uh, well, no, there was a couple of guys selling video games, but this was the only one that had like Game Boy stuff, and I think that was the only one he had. So I uh, I did test it. I don't know if I told you I tested it. Oh yeah. Um, and it works perfectly. Nice. So on my on my Game Boy Micro, I yeah. got I was able to Pac-Man it up. <laughs> so. So, which is interesting because you just got the little, you know, yeah. the, the D-pad, and it's smaller, so I had to get used to how to get him to move around, yeah. but yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was uh, it was a really good good time, and uh, it it wasn't as long as, was it as, as long as the Columbus show? I can't remember. No, because it was 8 to 3. Yeah. Yeah. I hate the Columbus one goes to 5. 
four or five. Yeah. I forget now. Well, maybe it goes to four and then we leave by five. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that was a really cool show, and I'm glad that we have stuff like that here in town. Yeah. And I, I look forward to the April show. Yes. Because you never know what you're going to find there. No, yeah. I, and that's, you know. I'm going to have to do that one. And then, uh, of course, now that means this winter I've got to reload my inventory. Yeah. So, hey, if you know anyone who's got stuff they want to get rid of. Right. I buy. Just, just message us. He's... <laughs> so, yeah. So, let's see what else. Um, we started our, our annual Shocktober marathon. Yeah. We watch horror movies year-round. Right. But we really start hitting them hard in September where we try to... If it's not every day, it's close to every day. Um, so let's see if I can remember some of the new ones. Yeah. Because, you know, we have the classics, the right? The classics. Um, which I haven't watched any of them yet. But, you know, we always watch The Fog. Right. We always watch Halloween and and um, The Thing. The Thing, yeah. John, and then, all John Carpenter movies. Pretty much. And then we usually almost always watch Sinister and Strangers just because they're like, they're still, even after watching them as long as they have... We have. Um, man, they still get to me. Yeah, Strangers freaks me out. Yeah. Sinister is actually... Sinister has been called the scariest movie of all time, scientifically, by a YouTube video uh, that I watched. Yeah, I, I think I've watched that same thing. And they're not wrong. And uh, so... <laughs> sorry. Artichoke is up here, and, yeah. and now she's attacking my, uh, my He-Man action figure carrier. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Don't break it. Um, anywho, so let's see some things, let's think of some new ones. We watched Evil Dead Rise. Yeah, yeah, how was that? Um, I enjoyed it. It, um, it <sighs> made sure that they had plenty of blood. Yeah. Um, but, but honestly, it wasn't, it wasn't bad. We watched, um, What's some other new ones we watched? We watched Train to Busan. Yeah, I heard that was good. That one was really good. Um, anyone who doesn't know, that's a Korean film, um, and it's zombies, but they're trapped on a train, and um, man, that was intense. It, it's kind of a slow starter. Um, you're building up a lot of character and, and whatnot, but man, once once the zombies hit, Jesus, yeah. it, it, wow. it, it took off. And that and did not end the way I thought it was going to. Um, let's see. We watched um, a movie called "The Town That Dreaded Sundown," which is a documentary type movie. It's from the seventies. Oh wow! I was expecting more from it. Oh. Um, when you had the the killer, the hooded character killer in it, uh, you had some nice tense moments. But they it was really weird because they like. Try to add this weird, like, 70s comedy to it, like Smoking the Bandit type <laughs> oh stuff or, or Cannonball Run. It was really weird, um, and it just kind of, I don't know, just felt out of place. Because um, in, in one moment, you're sitting there, you got this guy, like, torturing these people, and then in the very next scene, they're making fun of this cop because... He can't. He can never find his keys, and, and he's a horrible driver. Okay. And it's like, what in the world is going on? Um, so yeah, so that that lacked. Yeah. Um, last night we watched um, the night. The night eats tomorrow. Okay. And it was a European film. Again, zombies. Um, 
and it was very it was good but it, it it's if you're expecting action-packed yeah zombie horror uh this was not it you had very tense moments and and there was some thrilling moments but it was more kind of a uh, a view of one person trying to survive and the toll it takes mm-hmm. um almost kind of like Castaway, but with zombies in an apartment building. Okay. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I'd ever watch it again, but it wasn't a horrible watch. We also watched last night a movie called Dolls from the 80s. I think I know that one. Yeah. That one was... That one was a lot better than what I was expecting. Um no one of real importance was in it. Uh, Stephen Lee's in it, who's a character actor. But yeah, it's from like, I think it was from 87. And <coughs> that's the one. Yeah, I know that one. Um, just creepy. I mean, it, it uh, again, the story, the story setup's fairly elementary, right? But um, I don't know. It was fun. I enjoyed it. Plus, it was only like an hour and 15 minutes long. Wow, really? So, that's um, short. Yeah. So that was fun. We watched, we rewatched Event Horizon um, this week. To me, that's a really good sci-fi horror story. Let's see what else. What else? I don't know. I'm trying to think. Um, I haven't watched very many. I watched Plan Nine from Outer Space with my dad. He's never seen it before. Classic. Um, I want to show him Ed Wood now. Yes, Ed Wood's amazing. I just think that gives a lot of context to the making of that movie, and it just because we watched. I think you and I, I know you showed me Plan 9 from Outer Space the first time, and Ed Wood, mm-hmm. and we watched them either two hangouts separately or back-to-back. I think back-to-back, and I was just like, this is so much better now that I understand. Because like, once you watch Ed Wood, you have such an appreciation for Plan 9 from Outer Space. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. It's great. You should almost watch Ed Wood first, probably. That way, when you watch Plan 9, you're yeah. like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Plan 9 from Outer Space. I mean, obviously a terrible movie, terrible. but it's a good kind of terrible. Yeah. They they label it as the worst movie ever made, but... The, no. Come on. No, no. I've seen worse. I've seen worse. Yeah. Hell of the... Hell of the Living Dead. Hell of the Living Dead was... Yeah. Ugh. Speaking of bad movies, though, that, that reminds me. So we watched our buddy John. Yeah. Uh, when we were all together a couple weeks ago, we watched a movie called Birdemic. Oh, yeah. Um, that was one of the funniest things yeah. I've ever watched in my life. Obviously, unintentionally. Sure. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I was I was crying. I was laughing so hard, um, as was a couple of the other members of the group. And it was a blast. It was just absolutely... You, If you've watched Velocipaster, which I know we have <laughs> together... Take that and multiply it by a hundred, and oh that's, my God. that's how much worse this was. But in a good way, it was just fantastic. Which reminds me, if if the group does another movie night, we have to watch Velocipaster yeah. now. Um, but yeah, so Birdemic and then uh, Lamageddon. <laughs> we watched Lamageddon after we watched Event Horizon. So oh, like a palate cleanser. Yes, a palate. Yes. Yeah, Lamageddon, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, one, it's on Amazon Prime. Uh, two, it's about space llamas with laser beam eyes. Wow. Um, that uh, come to get you. <laughs> and, of course, you know, it's at a house where a bunch of, you know, 
college kids are partying and partaking in things they shouldn't be partaking right. in. They break all of the horror movie rules. Yeah. So so yeah, it's a uh, terrible movie. Not as funny as Birdemic. Like okay. Birdemic, I would rewatch again just because it was it was just ridiculous. I'm not sure I'd watch Lumageddon again. Yeah, I don't even know if I'd watch that once. <laughs> but, but yeah. So well, I tell you what. Speaking of bad movies, I should talk about my new hyperfixation. Yes, which is Mystery Science Theater 3000. Mm-hmm. Which I'm sure a lot of you who listen to this know what that is. But if you don't, um, how would you describe it? It's they watch old schlocky movies and they They're make fun them. of them. Yeah, yeah, they roast them. They're roasting old, terrible B-movies. Yeah, and uh, it's one of the few things that I could concentrate on this month, and uh, I just I started watching it, and I was like, um, part of it, I, I've kind of done like a scientific inquiry into this. I think part of it is because I have choice paralysis. There's so many things to choose from to watch, but when you're watching Mystery Science Theater, the movie is chosen for you, Yeah. and so it's like, oh, okay. Uh, and like I said, I've seen some pretty terrible movies, so everything that they have to throw at me... That's nothing. It's That's not, child's it's, play. Yeah, I mean, come on. So I started watching it, and I actually was thinking about it when you were moving your, your action figure carrier, because uh, there's I'm pretty sure they use those in the show as, uh, like, uh, I, think I, th- I think they're called demon dogs or yes, something, Yes. And but they're paint, painted red. So I started watching that, and I started watching the first season, which is um, actually not the first season, because they were on public access in Minnesota or something. So I found all those on YouTube, the original very first season. Oh, wow. The zero season, if you will. And so I've been watching those. I'm currently on Gamera. Um, they played Gamera versus Baragon, which is like not the first Gamera movie for some reason. But yeah. then the second one, they were like, oh, you guys like that one so much, we'll show you the original Gamera. And I was like, why didn't you just start with Gamera? Like, right. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. So not that it matters because in those movies it doesn't really matter. But no. I don't, do you know Gamera? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. So if you don't know Gamera, he's a giant flying turtle. It's actually kind of cool, but... The way that the sh- films are made, they're pretty schlocky. Just a little. But, uh, yeah, so I've been really enjoying that. And I know you've watched Mystery Science yes. Theater a lot. Yeah. My dad loved it. And so we would watch it uh, quite often. And plus, look, I've had a love for terrible movies yeah. for a long time. Because as long as they're entertaining, yeah. what's it matter? Well, and it's like having watching it with your friends and making fun of it. That's part of the fun, you know? Well, yeah. Obviously, it's not nice because that's like somebody's life work, but... You know, it's like, it's just part of it, you know? You can't watch a terrible movie and take it seriously, you yeah. know? It's like, mm. I think I think a lot of times the people who are making those realize that they're they're not making masterpieces. Right. But they're making a movie, which is more than we've done. That's true. So, hey, more power to them. Yeah. But uh, I have seen bits of Mystery Science Theater before, but I never sat down and watched it. Um but it just came at the right time, I think, in my life, because mm-hmm. I really needed something to distract me. And uh, they actually have their own app now called Gizmoplex, which you can watch all their stuff on. You you don't you can't get the zero season, so that's why I'm on YouTube for that one. But it's funny because in season zero, the first two movies are Super Marionation, which means they're puppets. <laughs> Both of the movies they're different types of puppets. First one is called uh, Invaders from the Deep, and that one's pretty bad. And then the second one is called Revenge of the Mysterions from Mars, which is actually not terrible, but but it's like it's hard to take seriously because they're puppets. Yeah, um, 
and I'm like, why are these both puppets? Why are the first two movies both puppets? This doesn't make any sense. Oh my gosh. But, uh, yeah, so I've been doing a lot of watching that and a lot of research, and uh, I think it's been a lot of fun for me, and mm-hmm. uh, just something that I can kind of unwind with and turn my brain off. Um, now, I heard, I learned from Rain that the first season is all improvised. Oh, okay. And then in the second season, or the zero season is all improvised, but then the first season, they started writing scripts. Ah. Uh. So, because there's a huge difference between the two, because sure. the, the second, the very first season, the season zero, is just like, oh my gosh, this is kind of rough. Yeah. But then you get to season one, and they're they're a lot more um, maintained and everything, and they know what they're doing. And uh, so I watched the first season, the very first one I ever watched was The Crawling Eye, which has Forrest Tucker in it. Okay. But I've actually seen The Crawling Eye, like, twice, because it's on Swinguli. Um but it's not a good movie. <laughs> but <laughs> but you know, I appreciate it for what it is. Yeah. So well there's that was I was trying to find um, and we ended up watching something else obviously, but like on Amazon they have The Cat People. Oh, I've never seen that. One. Um and it's like, "Oh my gosh, got to watch this." And yeah. and anyone who doesn't know that, it's it's an old 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 yeah. movie and this woman is she got she just got married or she's engaged to be married but um yeah these people turn into these panthers basically yeah. these leopards and oh my gosh so i'm gonna have to watch that and then what's cool uh amazon also has all the the original universal monster oh movies. i didn't know that i can't find creature from the black lagoon oh. but they do have wolfman invisible man the mummy Dracula, and I can't find Frankenstein either, but I also have Frankenstein on DVD, so, you know, um, one of these days I'll get all of them on that Blu-ray yeah. cor- collection, but, yeah. but, um, so, and they're, you know, again, all of them are just, just barely over an hour long, they're like an hour and ten yeah. minutes, so, and I think it's, I think it's fun to watch those, I mean, obviously they're not as compared to movies made today, right? But if you watch them in the context of in the 1930s... Well, yeah, and there would be no horror movies without those movies. Yes, exactly. So, um, I don't know. So that's... I, I want to get those watched. And then I always watch another one I watch every year is Night of the Living Dead, yeah. the original. I mean, I yeah. think that's a must. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, well, you know, speaking of old movies, I think we can transition into my next project. Yes. I will be launching a YouTube channel... Hopefully this month in October, uh, I have almost everything I need except for my eye makeup. It got lost in the move. So. Oh, no. So for those of you who don't know, I have an alter persona named The Count, and he's sort of a horror host, I would say. Mm-hmm. And um, I started off making videos uh, several years ago, uh, but then I got COVID and I sidelined everything basically in my life, and so I never went back to it. And then I started this blog. Um, but I just didn't think the blog was getting enough traction, and I really wanted to like put my own like I wanted to be in costume and stuff. So I decided that I was gonna try making a video. So what I'm gonna do is um, I'm going to do two different things. One, I'm going to review movies. Uh, the first movie I'm gonna review is The Blob from 1958. Nice. So it's sort of like a summary of the movie, a review of the movie, and sort of facts along the way about the cast, the writer, the director, stuff like that. Uh, and then the other thing I want to do is um, there was a an old old timey thing called Shock Theater, I think. Right? Mm-hmm. Is that right? And uh, I want to do once a month. I want to host a live movie 
or maybe not live, but I want to host a movie yeah. that's public domain, and I want to call it Schlock Theater. Nice. Because a lot of the stuff in the public domain is pretty schlocky. Pretty terrible. I've been yep. doing a lot of research into that, and there's not really a lot of um, A-list movies in what? the public domain. Yeah. So, I'd like to, uh, once a month, edit myself into some public domain movies. I was thinking about starting with the classic Bucket of Blood. Nice. Which you showed me yes. uh, by Roger Corman, which I won't give too much away about in case you do want to t- um, uh, tune into that. But it, the channel will be called It Came From The Screen, uh, and it'll be on YouTube. So I think the ones that aren't public domain, obviously I can't show those, so I'm just going to review them and kind of give you facts about them. Very Spengooli-esque, very Fritz the Night Owl-y. And uh, I have, I'm just going to translate the first, like, seven blogs into the first couple videos that way I have them written already and I can talk about you know and and I one thing I say one thing I'm going to say in the videos is like I I focus on classic horror but like classic doesn't necessarily mean good (laughs) Uh, it just means it's old yeah so the definition of classic is going to be a little Mm -hmm. loosey-goosey but it's going to really give me some fun to talk about some some things antique Uh, horror what vintage oh Antique. yeah 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 vintage <laughs> uh but a lot of it you know i'm going to talk about robot monster which i might be able to show i think that's public domain oh nice i'm not sure but if you haven't seen robot monster have you ever seen it i have not oh my god it's awful i, I read your blog about yeah, it it's it awful. sounds absolutely fantastic yeah. yeah but i might be able to show that one i'm not sure if it's public domain i'll have to look into that uh but yeah so i want to do some schlocky movies and review some some of the stuff i'm gonna review is gonna be more serious like the blob's pretty serious yeah it's it's not bad it's actually pretty good yeah um and then eventually i'll get to the remake of the blob and you know uh, i'm gonna be jumping around all over the place uh, my focus will be like probably like from the 50s to the 90s maybe the 40s because that's when a lot of good um, and and probably even the 30s because that's when a lot of the universal stuff was happening yeah but um i just want to focus on old horror movies that and you know kind of bring them into this generation because yeah. i think that there's an appre- there's a lack of appreciation for like the roots of horror yeah so i don't know what would be interesting <coughs> excuse me on uh one of your episodes is um compare and contrast um the originals to the remakes yeah that's like the blob yep. and the thing yeah and you know just take some of those some of those stories and just show the similarities but then the differences and you know did they get it right going going up you know or yeah with the newer one and stuff did they add anything to it right i think that would be because and eventually that's what i want to do is like um talk about the blob 58 and the blob 88 yeah um i don't know if i'll do i know i'm going to do ghostbusters the tv show yeah. i don't know if i'll review the movie because that's not not really a b movie yeah no that's that's pretty much a blockbuster yeah yeah, <laughs> it is a B movie for blockbuster. Yes. So, but uh, and then did you know that there was a TV show called Monster Squad? I did not know. Yeah, that. Yeah, it's from like 1977 or something. Uh, it's it's from the 70s at some point, and it's got like, I think it's like about a college student who ends up living with the Wolfman, Frankenstein, and Dracula. Oh jeez. It's a comedy. I can't imagine it's good, as good as the Monster Squad movie. Oh, there's a one that gets watched every year yeah. too. Oh. So I'm I'm really looking forward to doing that. I bought a green screen. Uh, what was really funny about the green screen was it came with no instructions. So, good luck. Um, thanks Amazon. 
Thanks, yes. Bezos. Can't afford instructions. So, that is, I put that together. It's in the basement. I've got a ring light. Um, I was playing with the green screen. I think you probably I, saw I that. I saw that, yeah. So, it's going to be a, a lot of fun, I think. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. And especially given this time of year, it's it's something that I wanted to do for a long time. Um, <clears throat> my costume has changed significantly, but I think it's less of a ripoff of Svengoolie because <laughs> I'm not wearing a top hat and I, and eye makeup. I'm just, but the eye makeup is essential to the character. So have to have the eye makeup. Yeah. So I'm waiting for that in the mail. <laughs> I can't find it anywhere. Oh my gosh. It's Terrible. Supposed to come off easier though. This one is. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Nice. And I have makeup removers, eye wipes. So. Very nice. But yeah. So if you if you're interested, uh, you'll probably hear more about that at the end of the October. Yeah. year in, or month in review but uh, if I, I do have a channel up right now there's no videos on it but it's called it came from the screen yeah we'll obviously share some links yeah uh, once once you get stuff up and going yeah. on it that'll be fun yeah I think the hardest part is gonna be memorizing the lines the the because it's just like 10 minutes of talking you're not gonna have a teleprompter uh, I thought about it but uh, the thing is when I'm the count I'm not wearing my glasses so oh. <laughs> I couldn't see that far away so what you need to do is get like these TikTokers and you just, you, you lip sync it. Oh yeah. And then you, you dub yourself in. Yeah. Right. Fix it in post. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. No one will notice. Nobody. No one. I was going to say, I'd offer to hold the cue cards. Like, <laughs> spell out one word on a, on Giant a card. Cue, would, yeah. would that work? <laughs> uh, squinting. Like, oh. oh gosh. But yeah, I think it'll be a lot of fun. I've, I really come to admire a lot of horror hosts, uh, I've done a lot of research on them lately, and um, if you're not familiar with a horror host, it's basically somebody who hosts a horror movie. I mean, they play a movie, and they come out every so often, and they give you facts about the movie, or they make fun of the movie. I mean, Elvira is a, a, a Elvira. Very famous, probably the most famous example yep. that people would know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if anyone would, would remember uh, Billy. Oh, gosh, what's Chili Billy? No, what what he was on TNT for a while. Oh, now. Joe Joe Bob Bridge. Joe Bob. He's, there we he's go. still on. And uh, he's still he's, he's on Shutter. Yeah, right? they would probably know him. He's yeah. on Shutter now. Um, Chili Billy. That's Pittsburgh. I don't know why I, that popped into my head. But uh, yeah, Joe Bob Briggs is, does the last drive-in. Yeah, he's really good. Obviously, Sven Gulli. Sven Gulli. Uh, Fritz the Night Out to a degree. Uh, he's a good. He's a he's a fun movie host. If you if you're from Columbus, you probably yeah know of Fritz the Night Out. I'm sure that a lot of cities had on their public broadcast oh, like yeah. someone similar. They did. At, le- at least back in the day. Probably yeah. not as much. Because even Svengoolie didn't start to get nationally recognized right. until... It was about 10 years ago. When he got on MeTV, right? Yeah. So uh, I guess 12 years ago now. Yeah. But uh, I actually just watched a documentary on YouTube about Bob Wilkins. Do you know him? Mm-mm. He He hosted a show called Creature Feature. And he was just like a very normal guy. He smoked a cigar and he was very soft-spoken. Um, pretty cool documentary if you're ever in the mood for just something to watch in the background. Um, but it talks about him. He was in the, I think he was 70s, like to the 80s kind of. Okay. And he would host a movie and um, kind of give you facts and make fun of it and stuff. And So that was really cool. I just happened to just to stumble upon that because uh, I was on, I was going down the YouTube rabbit hole. Of course. So I found that. But yeah, and I think this is the time of year that gives the horror host extra power. Absolutely. So... Yeah, that that reminds me. Um, I was going to talk about some of the the horror books yeah, yeah, yeah. that I've read. I've actually anyone who's been listening to the show uh, for any kind of period uh, is familiar with me 
talking about my struggles to get back into reading. Yeah. And on vacation, I'm happy to say that I really started to hit it good. So I'm hoping to keep the 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 momentum there. That's <laughs> the word. Good golly. Um, so yeah. So I'm just going to do a quick overview. So the one of the first books I read was it's called Poe, and it's Edgar Allan Poe. It's from uh, 2011, written by a gentleman. Uh, well, written by someone, J. Barton Mitchell, mm. I guess. Jay, you can't. Yeah, it could be anybody. And then the art by Dean Cotts. Um, the premise is, is that this is, um, he's got an older brother that's that's a, a police detective in Baltimore. And his his um, wife had just passed and he's struggling uh, mentally. He's got writer's block, everything. And, and he's having these strange visions. And... They, he ends up helping his brother solve this case, and it, it was wild. And I will say, it was actually a really good read. Yeah. Um, you know, it's obviously got a lot of nods to his works. You know, some some lines and stuff, but it it was, it was fantastic. It had had some nice horror themes in there, um, supernatural. So I would definitely give that a thumbs up. It's worth the read, and it's it's a shorter trade paperback too. I want to say it was probably maybe four issues that make this up um the next book i read is is called the horror show and it's an independent uh trade by uh i don't know if the writer's local the illustrator todd uh how would you pronounce his name beastel that's what i would say uh he's he's from columbus um the writer's james maddox and the premise of that show is that and man it just gets right into it um is that you've got this prank horror show and this guy's got his friend who's kind of a uh a hermit talks him into coming out to this cabin and turns out he's he's rigged it so he's on the show well the friend's got a secret (laughs) there's a reason he's a hermit and uh so yeah so things things go horribly wrong um with that but it 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 has a great creature in, in that. Um, the next one I wrote, read is called Night of the Ghoul. And it's um, by Scott Snyder. And the art's by Francesco Francavilla. Uh, Francavilla? Yeah, I think so. And so Scott Snyder's one of those guys where I don't like everything he does, but most everything's pretty darn good. And... The premise behind this one is you've got this ghoul that, uh, well, actually it starts where you have this father-son that find this guy who's a, who's a, a movie director, and he's hidden in this uh, uh, rest home. And turns out that the guy's not with, the story isn't what you expect, but it does a lot of flashbacks to the movie that he's supposed to be making and then to the present. Um, the art in this thing... Oh, well, yeah, he's great. I mean, his art, yeah. Anyone who knows uh, Francesco's art, is it's just fantastic. And he did the art. Uh, so, Night of the Ghoul, sorry, which was a... It was a comicsology. Oh, really? Um, run. But Dark Horse ended up collecting it uh, and put it out as a trade paperback. That was fantastic. Absolutely loved that book. Um, and then... Francesco also did the cover art for the R.L. Stein. Oh yeah, okay. Um, so 
I just finished, actually, today, before Jordan showed up for us to record, um, R.L. Stein at the end of last year, <laughs> um, excuse me, did a little miniseries called Stuff of Nightmares, and it's kind of the whole, anyone who remembers the old creep show comics or yeah. Tales from the Crypt or whatnot, you've got, you've got this host, uh, you know, and, and who's kind of, you know, telling this tale, right? You've got this watcher, I guess is the best way to put it. And that's what this was. Um, and then it just, it follows one story over four episodes and, um, or four issues. It was fantastic. Absolutely loved it. Um, the art in it was great. The story I thought was, it, it was perfect for that genre. So that was really good. I enjoyed that very much. Um, and then let's see. I think there was only one other thing I read. Oh, there's a new Batman. Yeah. Not horror, but um, it's called uh, The Gargoyle of Gotham by a uh, gentleman, Raphael uh, Grampa. I, I'm, I apologize if I'm not pronouncing his name right. And it kind of... So Frank Miller's year one obviously starts with Bruce Wayne coming back, coming back to, <laughs> sorry, Artichoke literally just tried to, yeah, what was that? Oh my gosh, I don't know what she was thinking, that was hilarious, uh, you're not Neo from the Matrix, sorry Kitty, um, but <laughs> anyways, so this kind of, instead of starting from the beginning, um, Batman's been Batman for a minute. Uh, but it's still very early, and so you're kind of seeing his advancements and his gadgets um, and where his mindset is. Uh, there's a new villain that's kind of introduced, um, I'm assuming, because this is only like a four-issue run, so, you know, he's solving a case, and so he's he's trying to be a detective and also, you know, uh, deal with the physical and mental. So um, first uh, first issue was good. Uh, so I've got high hopes. It's it's kind of hard with Batman stories, sometimes, especially when you are going back to the beginning and yeah. trying to make it interesting. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, I don't know. So we'll see. Um, usually, the Batman stories that I find interesting these days are where they take him out of time, and or it's not part of the canon. It's just hey, we're going to do this right here. Um, so we'll see how it goes, but. Uh, but yeah, so I've got plenty more horror comics that yeah. I plan on reading or horror themed. Um, so hopefully, at the end of next month, I'll be able to talk about those. Yeah, it'll be, and plenty more movies because next month we'll be hitting all the yeah. all the stuff. <laughs> well, next month the end of the month podcast will drop on Halloween. It will drop on Halloween. So yeah, so be we'll fun. have to we'll have to make sure. Um, I'd be remiss without saying that. As we're recording this, so earlier this month we we celebrated our one year anniversary. Yeah. Of recording. That's right. Uh, recording episodes for this, um, so we kind of we kind of missed that, but um, I know we both posted about yeah. it. Um, but yeah, so it's it's been fun. Yeah. I, the the last year I've enjoyed recording these episodes. I know we've got a ton of them that are still uh, out there to be put into the ethos. Yeah. And uh, we're coming up with plans for for new episodes. Um, I know we've probably have one coming up soon that we'll be recording where we'll have some more 
guest stars yeah. because it's about a subject we <laughs> don't know much about. So we need someone else talking about it. We need some experts. So so that'll be fun. Um, so hopefully we can do more of those this year too, where we we can get people to join us to talk about yeah. things. I think that'll be it'll be nice. But I hope you've enjoyed this as much it as I have. It has been a lot of fun. Uh, this is something I've always wanted. To, well, not always wanted to do because you know I was born in the '90s and podcasts weren't a thing yet. But it's something I wanted to do for a long, long time. So it's and it's yeah. Anyone, anyone can do this. This anyone, is great. Yeah. I I I do have to mention though, because I'm pretty sure that you were part of this when I first put the plan to to Maddie. Remember what her yeah. response was? Yeah, she could not stop laughing. Yeah. She was uncontrollably laughing. Uh, not not to where she thought. I couldn't do it. She just, the idea of her dad having a podcast, yeah. I think, uh, kind of struck her as, as odd. So, but uh, she's been one of the biggest supporters. Yeah. I know she's got all her friends down. I know That's you good. listening. So hopefully they keep enjoying it. And, and uh, next next month we should be getting back to uh, a normal release yep. schedule. So, yep. so it'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah, well... Uh, yeah, we did. You know, for not for not doing a whole lot this month, uh, we really filled this hour up. So. We sure did. Well, it, I didn't do a whole lot. You did more. Yeah, and now Artichoke's going to try to attack Skeletor on Panthor. Oh That's, no! Nothing good can come from that. You don't understand how <laughs> wicked he is, Artichoke. She does not spend a lot of time up here, so th- this is probably why she's. Uh, um, Gus is more used to this area because sure. we always recorded up here. And so she was always up here, and it just kind of loses its allure after yeah. a while. Um, I haven't been up here as much um, over the last uh, couple of months. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so Artichoke hasn't really gotten to kind of figure out what's going on up here. She sees all these little men uh, standing <laughs> around, and, and she probably doesn't know what to think. <laughs> so, but yeah. What else you got, man? That's about it, you know. I'm just, I'm just laying the groundwork as always. My yep. month in review is about what's going to happen yep. next month. So, yep. well, yeah. Everyone, keep an eye out for, for the link for it came from the screen. Yeah. I think, I did not talk to you about this, but I'm just going to go ahead and do this. Okay. We, because we haven't done a, um, we didn't do a survey, uh, question. Oh, yeah. I'm putting it out there right yeah. now because obviously next Uh-oh. month is October. Oh. We've got what. What's the best horror franchise? Ooh, okay. We'll put that. We'll put that on Facebook too. Yeah, we'll, yep. we'll have to question. put that out. But what's the best horror franchise? Oh my gosh! Yeah. So this should be interesting. That should be interesting. So, but yeah. So we'll. There we go, folks. Facebook, the Graham, X, and, and yeah, what the hell is it called now? <laughs> X. Yeah, for now. <laughs> so yeah, reach out to us. Let us know what your favorite horror franchise is or what's the best one. Yeah. Those aren't necessarily the, the same, same thing. thing, right? So, so yeah. So, just give us a holler. We appreciate you hanging with us while we took the time off. And uh, we look forward to hearing from you guys coming up. All right. All right, guys. Stay nerdy.